Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a bit of a different Movie Mondays than I'm sure you were expecting. Um, I'm not sure how many of you might have seen the Facebook post, but... We were intending to review The Batman this week, but unfortunately, um, Connor came down with uh, a little bit of a little bit of a virus that's been going around the last two years or so. Um, so the Batman review is pushed back, hopefully till next week. Um, which I, I mean, maybe it's a good thing; it'll give everyone um, a bit of a chance to see it. But um, we didn't want to leave you high and dry on a Monday evening, so. We um, recently on the Patreon, the Pelp, the Patreon exclusive Lazarus Pit, um, where we bring back one old comic book or nerdy movie and talk about it. Recently, round about Christmas time, we actually talked about Batman Returns. Um, So maybe you could, you know, it's not the Batman film you deserve, but maybe it's the one you need right now. Um, So... Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope um, it fills the void in between us talking about Batman films. And we should hopefully be back to our regularly scheduled programming as soon as possible. Um, But thanks everybody for listening and enjoy the show. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Lazarus Pit. My name is Connor Lawler and we are back for another month to review an old movie that has been recommended by you, our lovely patrons. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? 
Boy, Connor, that really jingles my bells. <laughs> it's Christmas! It's Christmas. It's Christmas, lads. You might be listening to this on Christmas uh, yeah. or Christmas Eve. I'm not, I'm not quite sure when I'm putting it up yet. But yeah. either way, happy Christmas. Thank you for spending an hour and a bit away from your family to listen to this. Uh, or yeah. also, you're welcome for having something to listen to to get away from your family for they an hour and a bit. They can be annoying. They can really can. Not um, my family, so- certainly. Actually, they're not patrons. It's fine. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what we decided to do was because it's the holiday season, like we did last year, Sean, we put up a special poll that involved just all of our favourite holiday classics. A North um, Pole, if you will. The North Pole, if you will. And last year we had to review Turbo Man because you're all awful people. It's called but Jingle All The Way. Not Turbo Man. Sorry, not Turbo Man. It's called Jingle All The Way. I forgot because my therapist said to forget. (laughs) (laughs) But this year we put up the poll and what got voted was, of course, I mean, I feel like we probably should have done the bat. Batman Returns, which is both a Christmas movie and a superhero Batman movie. Is it a... I think this is barely a Batman movie. I'll get into it. it's very not... It's very not a Batman movie, but it has been recommended. I do have to give a shout out to one of our patrons, Ed, who recommends this movie, I would say, every year, definitely. But every six months, I would say, on on Luke. Because he must love this film. And now, I want to come clean at the start, Ed. I wanted to like this film. (laughs) I really wanted to find some redeeming qualities in this film. (laughs) I wanted... To like it, and I want to get that clear across straight away. Now, I uh, it's interesting because I think I've seen this movie in bits fifty times because it's it's always on TV. So yeah, you might tune in, and I might watch twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there, or watch it from a certain point onwards. But then I feel I felt like watching it this time. I had never sat down from the start and watched it the whole way through as a cohesive story. And upon doing that, I found out I solidified some views I had on the film. I I agree, because this this movie feels like a series of disjointed clips. <laughs> and that's, I think, how it's best viewed. Oh, it's really like, good at 20 minutes spurts. Oh, in 20 minutes spurts. Like, on, if you watch this on 1.75 times speed, unreal. Uh, but there's so much just nothing in this. So, this movie came out in June 19, 1992, of course, following uh, Tim Burton's first Batman movie that was so successful that the studio, yeah. basically the second time around, said, you have free reign. Do whatever you want to do, Tim. Yes, Tim Burton, <coughs> you can do whatever you want. And he and do evidence. that, he does. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, and so, he, he comes out hot straight away, because what this is, is... Also, the studio, for some reason, pushed for Penguin to be in this movie. Like, really pushed. They said, you're free reign to do whatever you want, but we want Penguin to be the villain. Which is strange to me, because in terms of Batman villains, like Joker, obviously, you can see them pushing for him for number one. But nobody's ever like, James, I'd love a good Penguin story now to come out of this. That's the thing. Like, was it just that Danny DeVito was like a, 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 a he'd get seats in chairs kind of a deal, or 
I suppose in 1992, I think that is probably true. Also, I want to come out straight away, even though we're probably going to say a few negative things about the film. I think Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken are just unreal oh, <laughs> in yeah. this movie. They're all yeah. excellent. Three very good actors are very good actors in this movie, it I think out. the casting is actually excellent. Like, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer as Catwoman, I think, is really great. And Danny DeVito as Penguin is, like, it's perfect in that kind yes. of role for what they were going for. Yeah, um, like I don't like this version of Penguin, but Danny DeVito no. plays him very well. I also think Danny DeVito would have been great in the other version that we probably would have liked more. And I don't know about you, but in my head, the Penguin is always like, the nuance of the character is always that like he's high upper class, but he's like a complete criminal behind the scenes. So he yeah. runs he runs his own businesses on the side, and then he's like, "I'm I'm upper class, Batman. You can't touch me. I'm I'm a like, I'm he, one of the best of us." Penguin is white collar crime is his whole deal. Like he will commit just fraud and embezzlement, and he'll also have lads robbing banks in the background and things like that. But he's but, never like, associated with. No, Adi- he's never tied to it. He's not a sewer dwelling monster who. Just like in this movie, Penguin just wants people to like him for most of it. <laughs> yes. Which is strange because, and I don't mean this lightly, he might be the most unlikable character ever put to screen. <laughs> he is viciously unpleasant to watch in this. Not at, like not the performance, but the character is What he just says and what he does. The way he acts and carries himself yeah. and treats the people around him. And throughout the whole movie, everyone's like, Yay! It's so amazing! And I'm just like, it's everyone are not you, seeing what I'm seeing here. You, you, we all we all know that this man is... is he's just evil. Like, he's just <laughs> cartoon evil. Um, yeah, look, that, that kind of a general overview. It is two, minute, two hours long, and it was made on a 65 to $80 million budget, which is actually quite a lot back then. It is. Um, and it made $270 million. So, so, once again, quite a lot for back then. So, um, I'm saying back then, like, it was, like, aged. But no, but like, a <laughs> like, superhero movie in 1992 is, like, good luck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Danny Elfman was on the music, by the way, on the score. And good the first score. thing I want to say is, I mean, I know, you know I love the animated series. Um, yes. And... Here's the thing. This score is the same as the animated series. So you hear it, and immediately I'm just like, let's fucking go. It's Batman. Come yeah. on. A lot, a lot of trumpets going on in that, in that intro music. It's great. Mm. Uh, no, that's a highlight. Um, the, the cast, as we said. Costumes, I think, across the board are pretty good, honestly. Um, I, like the, I like that bat suit. I like the long ears. Uh the, what do you think of uh, Keaton? Maybe it's because... See, I know what he can do. Like, we've seen Vulture, and we've seen uh, Birdman and things like oh, that. I mean, homecoming scene in the car is all you have to say. Absolutely. But this, he just, he feels... He feels... You know the way Bruce Wayne is often thought of as, like, a, a rich boy who never had to work? Yeah. Michael, like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, feels like that all the time, even when he's Batman. 
Yes, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. But yeah, I, the scene where um, we'll get to it now in a few minutes. But like, it's him and Selena Kyle in the boardroom. Yes. And he's like stammering over words and he's like, he's kind of going, like that is proper Bruce Wayne. As in like, he's a fool. He's an oaf. He's, he's an That's Egypt. how he acts. Yeah. yeah. Like the point is he's an Egypt and then the action starts and like there's just the cowl comes on and he just completely changes to straight up like just, I'm going to take out these people one by one and be the smartest person in the room. Whereas... I think, yeah, the point is, I never get the sense when he's Batman, I'm like, it's the same idiot <laughs> from earlier on. Exactly. Like, and and it is, look, it is a hard thing to do. There's not a lot of, uh, like, acting you can do under that particular cowl. Um, but I just feel like there's no... I always feel like I'm watching just Michael Keaton, not Bruce yes. Wayne and not Batman. Yeah, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not a fan. Now, I'm, obviously, people who grew up in this, they love Michael Keaton, and there's people that love this film. And I feel like maybe we were just like a few years out from this film, not to I date think ourselves. Because, so. like, but, uh, and, and th- these films are by no means perfect, but like Nolan's trilogy, like that was the Batman that I properly kind of grew up on. You know, in terms of that was the Batman in cinemas when I was a kid. Even to get more uh, in depth, I mean, that does it well where Bruce is an idiot and he's like in the bar with all the women and he's just like walking and then he's also, he's just a stone cold killer. But like, even Kevin Conroy, which is coming out this exact time as well in the animated series, he was the first character in terms of a voice character that he changed his voice. It was a few octaves higher when he's Bruce Wayne and then he would turn it down like he was more jolly as Bruce Wayne, and then he, he would turn it down once he put on the cowl. And become and more like, serious as Batman. Yeah, okay, it's, it's business time. Let's go. Like, See, that's good, well, and it's little things like that. But, but also, Batman isn't in this movie all that much. I think for thirty-one minutes he's in the movie of a two-hour two film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when he's there, he's just there to turn up in his car and hit people, hit clouds. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's. And just straight up kill people. Like, he kills a lot of people in this movie. Oh, kills a lot of people. Um, Look, we need to get into it. But yeah, so the movie starts and you've got Danny DeVito being born and his parents, the Cobblepots, and they're immediately like, this is the ugliest, freakiest looking child we've ever seen. Put him in a cage because he's hideous because that's what you do with a child. They just lock this infant toddler in a cage and and he's born on Christmas as well. Uh, yeah, that that that's a that's a, they they make that very clear, um, and then they just fucking throw him <laughs> into the river. My favorite is when they're walking past the guy and they're like, "Happy Christmas!" Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like, "Up oh, you go into the fucking water, <laughs> fuck off." And like, there's not even like there's maybe a little bit of a look from the mother being like, "Was that the right thing to do?" But Penguin's dad is just like stone cold, like, "No, this I'm done with this kid." <laughs> One little freak. Um, And then the introduction happens for two minutes. Goes on for a long time. And my worst part that got an uh out of me was, other than the intro song, so I got pumped because it's the the animated intro song. Of course, of course, of course. But then it's created by Bob Kane. And I was like, oh. Oh, (laughs) Bob. Bob, you came up with what if a man was a bat. And then the rest was Mr. Bill Finger. Not Bill? William? Is William around? No. Um, Billy Finger? 
Willie Finger. Is Willie Finger around? Could we give Willie Finger maybe a bit of props? we don't want Willie Finger coming over. (laughs) Um, And then we cut to Christopher Walken. And can I just say, this might be the most Christopher Walken Christopher Walken has ever done. I think if you're looking to, like, impersonate Christopher Walken, this is what you do. Like, I could not get over it. It made me laugh multiple times. It was like, as you said, like it was like he had heard someone do him and yeah. then went, I can do that. I can ramp this up. But even his son in it talks the exact same. <laughs> talks the same. You have to respect that. The you son's have to. like, I'm just going to copy him. I'm just going to... But to Christopher Walken... I, I wonder, did he, like... Was there a conversation between the two being like, no, I should, no, I should talk like you. And... <laughs> Christopher Walken's like what what do I sound like that and then Christopher Walken amped it up (laughs) you're saying it's the son's fault it has to be like and he's he's very evil and he's a businessman and there's a whole thing about a nuclear plant and power and they're in this big boardroom um, and Michelle Pfeiffer's there and she's (laughs) sorry yeah she is like the secretary slash assistant And she's like going around, as with all uh, Batman movies, um, beautiful actress is looking very frazzled and wearing glasses and all of the rest mm-hmm. of it. Has to be. Uh, has and to everyone's be. like, fuck you, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> hope she dies. Oh, she gets pushed out a window. <laughs> I hate you. And so she dares to ask a question. But can I just say, Sean, she is a woman. So she is a woman. So it's this is nineteen ninety two. I feel even like maybe this is like like nineteen ninety two wasn't that bad. Like, are we that naive? Maybe, but like, because because she she speaks up in the meeting, and like slowly, like the six businessmen like turn and look at her, like she had just mauled a child. Like, yeah, they look at her like somebody who they hate. Like Hitler has shown up and has given them speak? advice on how yeah. to do their business. Like, do you, like in nineteen ninety two, people must have known that that was not a good reaction for people to have, right? Audiences weren't saying like, "I agree with the businessman." I think here. it's in I think it's in the weird middle ground where it's definitely viewed as wrong, but it's also viewed as something you can do to get a villain over as a villain. Right, um, yes. I think now you could be a bit more subtle about it, like, and people would still get it. So, like, for example, same scene in twenty twenty one. But if you were to do it, he wouldn't be that outright sexist. He might do like you should smile more kind of version of sexism. In the, into so, like, he's still being a dickhead. But mm. I think back then it was okay. Well, we can push the boat a little further here, yeah, and like make a, a real you dickhead. have to make it super obvious that he's a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, and so. The, 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 as all this is happening, there's like a Christmas festival going on. And Christopher Walken has to give a speech. And so he, he goes down and he forgets his speech. And you think that's a big thing because Michelle Pfeiffer, the fucking bitch, is out of forgetting his speech because it's You're her fault. to do a job, Michelle but, Pfeiffer. That's all I'm um, saying, you know? And he's even like, in the speech, he's like, remind me to fire her later. <laughs> no, I think he said, remind me to beat her later or something like that. Like, Re- no, remind really me to bad. fire what's her name or something like that. Like, Yeah, it's like, so really bad. Um, and so... 
then a big president shows up and everyone's like, is this you? And he's like, this isn't me. Who is it? The big president full of skulls and clowns. It's a really a unpleasant scene. Like, maybe, like, maybe it's like the ADD brain talking, but like, I don't have a fucking clue what's happening. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot happening and not a lot happening. Simultaneously. It's just colour and noise and like people like reaction shots of Christopher Walken being like, What? <laughs> Are you describing Tim Burton in nineteen ninety two? Just colour and noise. It's just colour and noise. I even think this is for Christopher Walken, this is rough. <laughs> um so yeah, Tim Burton is there and he's just He's just colonising this thing up. And all the machine guns are going off. There's all these villains. My favourite part is the police don't call Batman until like they drive in and just like a slate just like lightly taps their windshield. Oh, all right. All I right. nearly I could have handled the machine guns. But call how fucking guy. dare you try to harm our car? Um, Can I ask a question, you as a Batman fan? Yeah. Are there usually a series of mirrors connecting the bat signal to Batman's house? I would say it's a really bad idea, just due to the fact that would that not tell people who Batman is? Would it not literally shine a light on his secret headquarters? Because if you're driving past, you think, Jesus, the Wayne Manor has a big Batman symbol on three mirrors outside it. That's very weird. Unless, Unless they're just scattered all over the city. And they just point him at random mirrors every night. Maybe. I, I don't really understand it. But well, yeah, Bruce... Because he would have had to tell, like, Commissioner Gordon, like, when you want to light this, point it over there and at that mirror. And that'll but reflect... don't look at a map. Don't, don't look at a map yeah. where it is. Don't you dare follow that line, Gordon. <laughs> so he shines the light. Batman get called in. I mean, it's a cool shot, though. It comes in through the window... He stands Keaton up stands and up, in the background. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a fucking, it's an iconic shot. Um, it doesn't make any sense, logically. So <laughs> yeah, but um, so Batman shows up and he immediately just... My big gripe with Batman in this film is that, I mean, look, I know it's the 90s, but the fight mm. scenes are shit, if we're going to yeah. be honest with ourselves. Like, they're, they're real bad choreography. Now, I feel like we've been ruined with, like, John Wick... And you have even Suicide Squad earlier on this year, like so many great hand-to-hand fight scenes. Even like Batman Begins, or well, actually that has bad cuts, but like The Dark Knight or whatever. Yeah. In this one, Batman gets out with a car, and I immediately think this guy's not going to win the fight. But the lads are always seen to like just really slow motion, like they're underwater trying to punch him. And but I think that. I think that's why we're spoiled now, though, is because, like, you look back and you know, like, this dates the movie because it looks shit. But we don't have nostalgia. I'm sure there's... Here's the problem with this review, is that there's probably people, our lovely patrons listening to this, sorry, Mm. Ed, who love this movie due to nostalgia. And I can respect that, because there's loads of movies that are shit that I love. Oh, yeah. The, I, I, National Treasure, like I, I know mean, it's we a reviewed shit movie. the Mighty Ducks a few months ago. <laughs> For God's sake, guys! <laughs> the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I'm all in, right? But I Turbo like, Man. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the thing about this is that, like, watching it even just with like fresh eyes, I'm just like that bad man is really shit at fighting. <laughs> like real bad. I don't. I think there's not a shot where Batman actually like stands up stands out of or into the Batmobile because he can't bend like that in that suit. 
yeah, he just moves so stiffly, like because of the suit, that he just yeah, has no movement. So they can't like cuts. structure fight scenes. So yeah, so he'll be walking towards the car in one scene, and then in the next, he's just in the car. <laughs> Did you like um, within all this madness? There's a guy on a unicycle just shooting a machine gun into the sky. Chasing yeah, that's after pretty good. That's classic early nineties. It doesn't make any sense. I was like, why would you show up? There's people on motorbikes. He's like, they're like, Tom, are you bringing the motorbike? No, I'm bringing no. my unicycle. You know I love my unicycle, John. I'm I got to commit it. to the traveling circus bit. The uh, people were skulls? We are skulls as well, skulls. so I'm like, not quite sure. Why wasn't it snowmen? <sighs> why wasn't it penguins? Could have well, been I could understand well, the, the idea. Well, penguins later. He used to be in the circus, so he has a group of clouds. But it's also just, they like the Joker, and they wanted to... Why did the Joker not have clouds? Joker should have had some clowns, surely. I mean, that seems like a logical next step, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Batman sets a man on fire, doesn't he? Sets, his, sets a whole man on fire? There's a guy walking around, just setting fire to shit. He's dressed like the devil. Let's not ask any questions. Cool shot. He comes straight cool after shot. the guy in the unicycle. Um, I think what's important about this movie is you need to stop thinking about it why do these things happen nobody knows they're just there and things happen um, okay so that doesn't guy, work when we're reviewing a movie though <laughs> true but I think you have to watch it by not thinking about it because right. turn your brain off like turn all your the way brain off. off yeah because the guy's setting fires so the Batmobile and correct me if I'm wrong Drives up, yeah, and then has a thing inside it that lifts it so lifts it up to turn it, like in the air, and then drops yeah. it back down, and then he sets fire to the guy. Now, what had happened if the guy had moved an inch or two to the left while that was happening? That's it. Cause it's not a quick process. That whole aerial turnaround that the car can do. Uh, so yeah, your man could have just walked away. What if, right? <laughs> Matt Reeves as the Batman comes out next March. And just that's the one thing that they take from every any other Batman movie. <laughs> that great scene where he's walking through the flames. It's like the car just slowly goes up on a lever and just turns <laughs> and then drops. And then he gets back in just awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. just Even just that trailer shot with him punching the goon, like that in the Batman, that's a much better fight than everything that is added together in this movie yeah um, <laughs> sorry Ed. so yeah so Batman's going around he's sorting it all out Michelle Pfeiffer gets attacked by one of the clouds Batman sorts him out by pulling a brick out of a wall and then Michelle Pfeiffer reminds you again that she's all alone nobody loves her because she has to keep saying that multiple times um, yeah. and then she picks up a taser and I'm sure that'll come in later on Um so Walker ends up down in the sewers. Uh, sorry, walking. I should say walking. not Walker. Um, no, no, Walker, Texas Ranger, pops up in this movie. Ma- Max Shrek, as he's known, um, come, ends up down in the sewers because he runs away. Because he's like, I'm not about these unicycle gunners and these guys dressed as devils. I'm getting away from here. And he goes down. And this is our first introduction to the penguin um, that he's like, who are you? Because there's a rumor there's a penguin man living in the sewers. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> the movie in general or the scene? Just, I, I don't like the concept of that there's a penguin man in the sewers. Mm, like, Not good. 
one I just uh, look I know and look directors can do what they want my opinion means nothing in large amounts no one's opinion means anything but wouldn't it be cool in this movie if this baby who was thrown away at birth and looked after by penguins keep all that that's fine but if that baby had climbed his way up and was now in charge of organised crime in Gotham. And hated humans hated. because of that. Because of his treatment. And yeah. He wants to stop the nuclear plant because of, I don't know, because the stop the Because the animals. Because the Because of all the penguins living in the sewers for some reason in Gotham. And there's your sympathy. Like, he doesn't have to be this, like, ultra-simp that he is. But... <laughs> I want a family and friends, he says. Um, no, you're ugly and shit. And <laughs> they also say that to Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> um, they do, but and oh, so, it's very weird. And so he's blackmailing Christopher Walken. And he's yeah, like, he got all the shredded documents and taped them back together from the, the sewers. But I mean... There's like thousands of shredded documents, so how did he know which ones were important? But he's like, Max, I know you're legally going to take all the power. Why weren't they covered in shit, though? I mean, it's a sewer. Yeah, but it's for the plot shot. Don't think about it. So Sorry. He has all the he has all the blackmail, and he's like, I know you're going to try and steal power from the grid because Gotham has too much power, and you're going to steal some of the electricity for some reason. That pop point, don't worry about it if you don't know. It'll come up for the next scene. Forgotten altogether. No Never point. Again. And never, never happens again. It's going to turn Penguin into a weird mayoral campaign at one point. Oh, <laughs> um, and so he's like, "But you and me, we work together, and I won't tell them all about your friend John." And and then Christopher Walker's like, "My friend John is on holidays. We get on very well. He's on extended leave." And then he pulls leave. out a, a human hand that's dead, and is like, "This is John." Say hello, I know you killed him, and he's blackmailing him. Straight away, kids movie, just pulls out a dead hand. That's, yeah, what is this? This is like PG-13, I'm imagining. Uh, I actually don't know what it was. I'm assuming it has to be PG-13. Surely, surely. But, like, that's... Yeah, I think severed limbs you're not allowed in a PG-13, surely. <laughs> and he ends up, like, shaking Christopher Walken's hand with the dead man's hand. <laughs> like, so, yeah, fucked. the implication being that Christopher Walken had him killed and thrown into the sewers or the river or something. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that just isn't kid-friendly. Like... No. Um, but here's the thing. They also changed it because Batman Forever, the story is that they changed it because this one was too dark. Okay? Right. And I actually don't agree with that. I don't think it's too dark. I think it's just really vulgar for no reason. That, yeah. <laughs> just, it's just crude for most Yeah, like, it's just a 13-year-old being rude for the sake of it. And it's like, I can deal with dark. Like, Batman Begins is dark. Yeah. But there's... There's a lot less sex jokes in Batman Begins or, like, weird, weird sexist or, like, just really weird lines going on there. That's just more a tone. It's more yeah. what's going on. It's it's a darker element. This is dark, but also everybody's unlikable. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even, like, it's not 
dark per se. Like, it's not dealing with dark or heavy subjects. No. It's just... It's it's mostly at night, and mm. Penguin looks a bit odd. Like, that's most of it. But they don't delve into, like, the psychology of it or anything. It's not... And he uh, looks it's, it's horrifying. Like the Joker. But in, in terms of... Um, other than looks, I don't find him horrified. I just find him really like disgusting, unpleasant. <laughs> <But> yeah, unpleasant. <laughs> like I'm just like, I don't like this guy, but not because I don't like looking at him. That's actually one of the least <laughs> unpleasant things about him. I feel like Danny DeVito took a lot of, uh, like for Frank and All Was Sunny, he took a lot of inspiration from the Penguin. I think because he's yeah. just unpleasant to be around <laughs> yeah. um, but so then we get introduced to Michelle Pfeiffer she comes into her apartment and you're kind of thinking well Michelle Pfeiffer she must have somebody at home but the clever thing about this movie Sean is this will tell you exactly where every character is before everything happens that's not a lot of t- that's not something that every movie does and I respect no, no, it because no, 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 no. she walks in she says honey I'm home and then she says, really loudly to herself, as is normal, we all do it. She says, oh wait, no, I'm not married, I forgot. And, like, I, mean, I immediately, I understand that, because I always talk out loud, honey, I'm home, when the house is empty. Oh yeah, I when, I know it's, when I know I'm coming back to an empty house, that's the first thing I plan on shouting. <laughs> like, like, if you turn up home, and there's no cars outside... Like, you know the house is empty or, like, I don't know, your loved one's doing a shift at work. You know it's definitely empty. There's nobody there. Walk in. Honey, I'm home. (laughs) A joke just for me. Oh, wait, I live alone. (laughs) Yeah, like, like there there, there are other ways you could do that. That's objectively the quickest, I suppose. And... (laughs) God, God knows you don't want this movie to get uh, boring at any point. Um, she has to go back to the office. She needs herself uh, um Did people do that in the 90s? Missed? Did they what? call themselves to leave themselves reminders? She, she, I think the idea is that she's a bit of uh, she's a bit forgetful. Right. And so she, oh, she yeah, ahead. she's shit. She's bad at everything. She'll she never improve. Nobody respects her. She's a piece no. of trash. Why would they? Um, and she's an ugly fucking bitch. And so she goes back into work. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you what the movie's told me, Sean. I'm just Multiple playing all times. of the men in this film. Come on, guys. She's an unmarried, ugly fucking bitch. And I don't say that lightly, Sean. She'll die alone and she'll deserve it. <laughs> but unless something drastic happens in the next few scenes, it's going to change her life around. I'm going to um, tell you, Connor, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, um, and so she goes back into the office, and Christopher Walken shows up, and I'm just going to call him Christopher Walken because he's just being himself. I don't, I'm not I don't that man Shrek. No, fuck like that. It's <laughs> Mac Shrek. Like it's Christopher Walken, and he shows up, and he's just like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Oh, I got to start a load of files, and I cracked into your encrypted files, and now I know all of your secrets." And she just tells him, just straight out, not like a blackmail way, just like. You know, I actually cracked into your computer and I've read all the encrypted files that you weren't meant to read, like all the restricted ones. I know a load of stuff of all the illegal things you're doing now. Right, let me go stand by this uh, single (laughs) glazed window and let's talk about this further. Christopher Walken, by the way, is great in this scene where he's like, 
I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and there's like a moment where he's like, ah, I'm just joking with you. And then he pushes her out the window. He full on just murders that woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because who will miss her, Connor? Who will miss her? Nobody. She's dead forever. I, I cannot stress enough. Don't, don't make me say it again, John, of her qualities as a character in this movie. Unmarried, ugly fucking bitch. And that's yeah. just, that's in the script. She'll never be someone full of vengeance and weirdly horny all the time. That'll never happen. <laughs> but also Penguin's weirdly horny all the time. Oh, don't you, oh it's the worst scene in the movie. Oh, it's we'll the worst. It. It's oh, the worst. we'll get to it. By God. By um, God. So, just buy him. It's like, just, he, surely he has money. <laughs> he can just sort that out for himself. Yeah, like, but just... <laughs> People that you can hire, Penguin. Like, just you don't need to be really weird. (laughs) Do you think? I mean, do you think? Do you think he's ever done it before? I don't know. Let's not. (laughs) No, he definitely hasn't. He grew up with penguins. He's scared. He's scared. He's he's nervous. He's He's, you know he's big. He's big bluster. Little behind the scenes. He's he's waiting for marriage. I'd say. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Um, So she gets pushed out the window, Sean, and you think, well, that's that's the end of her. They hired Michelle Pfeiffer to pay her three million dollars. Dead. It's dead. That's weird. Bold move. Bold move, Tim. Bold strategy. But and you're thinking, and I know what you're thinking. You're you're like medically, cats can't heal people, and I've heard you say that before. Yeah. Um. Like, what have I told but, you? Nuclear cats. Nuclear cats. Hmm. I mean, never explained. It's never explained. Never referenced. I'm just putting it on them that they're nuclear because it was referenced earlier on that there's water that's nuclear for some reason. Also, okay. she dies and 50 cats just appear out of nowhere to eat her dead body, I'm assuming. Think, yeah, because she's bleeding. Like, she's bleeding by the end of it. And also, all of that woman's bones are broken. Her brain is turned to yogurt in her skull. Uh, I'm surprised her eyes are still attached. So, the fact that a bunch of, like, street cats rock up and just start nibbling on her I don't think that brings someone back to life, Connor. I don't think maybe... I feel like this is the part of the movie where you either join in or you don't. (laughs) But, like, and Halle Berry's Catwoman had a better explanation than this did. What was the explanation in that one again? Some ancient magic or some shit. Okay. But at least that's an explanation. But even if they said it was nuclear cats... That's some sort of logic that the cats, like, were licking the water and they, like, are infected with nuclear power. Yeah, like a radioactive cat. Radioactive cats and they fucking lick her back to life through radioactive stuff. But no, she's just back to life for some reason. Um, And she goes back to her apartment as a step one. She's back in life. Go back to the apartment. Announces again that she's on her own. And now she goes, honey, I'm home. Oh, wait, no, I'm not married. She, see... It's a bit of a mirror See, of what happened. But I think that works better the second time. Oh, like, because she's you, crazy. She's crazy. So if you hadn't heard, if she didn't say it the first time, just walked in, then the second time she's like, honey, I'm home. It's like, okay, something, she's different. She's different. Something's, something's changed. But, but she's just lunatic really the whole time. Down, yeah, but we really want to double down how fucking unwanted this woman is. Like, nobody wants anything to do with her. As friends, as lovers, as anything. No, and no, as a, as a as a cat, no, get rid of her. <laughs> no. But the next scene is really odd because she just starts trashing her apartment, but in really little ways, like <laughs> like really minor stuff. 
Like she'll break. Like look, she's throwing things and she's breaking things. But then she disappears and gets a can of spray paint and just. Where did she get the spray can? Where did she get it? Where is that stored? Because like we've seen the sitting room and the bedroom, and it's neither of those. So it must. She's she's very clearly shown to be like very feeble. A bit of like she's a bit down on down the dubs. Who's going out buying just random spray cans? How many Wait. spray cans do you have sitting around the house? She lives in a house made of, like, pink and colour and, like, doll houses and shit like that. Why does she have one singular can of black spray paint just in, like, now, her bathroom? You think that's just random. That's actually a cut. She walks through the door. She comes back in 45 minutes later. That's actually an exit to the site. She went out oh, to the right. store. She went out to the store at, like, 4 a.m., yeah, and then and she had she only had her card, and she was like, oh, "Can I tap it?" So, uh, she wouldn't even see it going. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, limit and say, "Oh, it's the worst yeah, thing that's ever happened." It's, it's mad, mad. And then she goes back to the apartment. And she's like, "Now I'm going to cause some damage." Now yeah, here we oh, go. She's still hyped up. She's still amped yeah. up on this one. Still, uh, still amped up. And then, and then she sprays like the bed in the dollhouse, and then just smashes the fuck out of the dollhouse. It's yeah. I and feel like they just told Michelle suit? Pfeiffer she makes her suit yeah she takes one leather jacket and turns it into a full body leather outfit <laughs> there's just not enough material Sean I don't no. want to get I'm not a seamstress right and I don't want to get into that because I don't have the talent but I know for a fact if I took a jacket I couldn't make that a full body suit I don't think so because like like if you wanted to make like a, 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 some kind of top and maybe the mask you could maybe get that out of the jacket you're not getting pants and gloves and boots though where is she pulling all that stuff out I don't understand what, what's the wastage like like because there, there's going to be bits left over like you're not able to use the full jacket to, it's already a piece of clothes what <laughs> loaves and fishes fucking jacket is this so she makes herself uh, a full body suit that's all perfect very similar to Tom Maguire Spider-Man in that it just yeah. turns up perfect studio quality as somebody making it in their home yeah um, like she's hand stitching this leather that's fucking difficult by the way it is <laughs> but she's it's crazy really now. hard so she's maybe crazy. that was her talent. strength yeah. yeah oh yeah she also just has talent like just like ring knives she knows kung that fu. she has she knows kung fu of course the um yeah, what do you think of the Catwoman design in this movie? I like it. I I, I think it's. I mean, it's iconic. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it's become terms, iconic now. I think it's become like. I think like she's a great in the role, and I think like the suit itself looks great. I think the problem is like sur- every, we're shitting on all of the things surrounding it. It's like <laughs> her as the character is great, and the suit is great, and I think. Stuff that she does is also very Catwoman-like in mm-hmm. certain points, but other points is not lo- at all. It's just like just stuff that started throwing it together <laughs> just to try to nah, just this be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you there. I, yeah, great. It's a really cool and interesting character, but not in this movie. No. Um. So yeah, then we go back to the to the mayor speech, and his child gets kidnapped by a flippy, a flippy, um. Charlie Chaplin? What's, yeah. Let's hope it's Charlie Chaplin. I mean... <laughs> it's the last big role. Um, and he was very spry. And so he flips down, he takes the mayor's child, and he goes into the sewers. Everyone's like, oh no! But then suddenly, who pops out with the child? There's a big scuffle, apparently, down in the sewer. 
And Penguin pops out with the chill. And everyone's like, oh my God, Penguin, you're a hero. The Penguin in the sewer is actually a great guy. Yeah. And he comes out and tells his story about being abandoned. How he just wants to find his parents because he looks different. I mean, and Bruce Wayne watches it live on TV. A lot of this movie is Bruce Wayne in front of a TV watching shit. Did I, was Michael Keaton asking for too much money or something? Like They paid him $11 million. That's enough money to fucking do some acting. Like, why is he doing nothing in this? Because Michael Keaton's really good at acting. Yeah, we've seen him act. Just give him duty. Give him stuff to do. Just give him anything other than... Oh, fuck. Let me just watch this screen. Oh, also, man. that's terrible. Tying into my soft boy Bruce Wayne problem. Oh, here we go. Is that he's just fucking sipping tea while 90 year old Alfred is up on a ladder <laughs> decorating the biggest Christmas tree I've ever seen. The world's biggest Christmas tree. It's bigger than the one in the city centre that's behind it the is. mayor. And, like, Bruce Wayne is just going to sit in his big, empty, old, miserable mansion and not that- even look at that tree. That's not Batman behaviour. That's not no. heroic at all. Batman would be decorating that that tree with Alfred. That is something they would do together. But no, he has to sit down, drink his tea and watch random TV. What about the mayor's speech? It's like a big roaring fire. And it's like, Bruce Wayne clearly didn't light that fire. And the TV right beside the fire, which is of course where you would place the TV. In of terms of geographically in the room to melt it. That's it, a 90s TV. Uh, very sensitive to heat, it turns out. <laughs> very big things. I would say, very big box yorks. Big box yorks. They would probably yeah. melt. I mean, look, I oh, think he just rolls it in every so often, just like, no, I want my TV now. <laughs> also, the next scene is compl- like, it might be the stupidest. This scene has to surely have been cut. I mean, why is this in the movie? Bruce Wade goes down to the basement. Basement, the back yes. here. And um, and he's just like, I'm going to do a bit of research into this penguin guy. And Alfred's like, why are you doing this to yourself? He's like, I want to find out. So he finds out that there's a lot of kids gone missing in this circus. There's a penguin in the circus um, and all that shit. And he's like, I'm going to go take detective. a closer look. It's, he's been a detective. So he goes and takes a closer look. And instead of choosing, I cannot stress this enough, a normal outfit... And a normal car, he dresses up as the Batman, which, fair enough, and instead of swinging to spy on the Penguin, drives the motherfucking Batmobile with the flames popping out the back in a stealth mission to drive along the streets outside quietly to peek in through the window to see what the Penguin's up to. Now, if you were to do a stealth mission, what is the last vehicle you would bring as Batman? Probably the Batman. If you didn't, I mean, you don't want people to know you're Batman. That's a good point. And also, mm. flames, they attract people's attention. Also, it's fucking massive. It's fucking huge. Like, it is a tank, this Batmobile. Um, also, can you imagine, can you imagine for the way, Christopher Nolan's Batman doing a stealth mission in the tank? In the fucking Just tumbler. slowly wheeling Jesus. past the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't see. Well, he's got. He could have had the camo version, you know. No ah, one see him. good in the city. Uh, <laughs> the John Cena mobile. Uh, the also with the Batmobile in this because we see it driving a few times, and it looks really slow. Oh, so stiff, so slow. It's, Very similar to the Batman, I would say. 
I think so. I feel like if you drive that car too fast, it falls apart. And so that's yeah. at like maybe 30 miles an hour and they just sped the footage up slightly. It looked like he was in first gear going past that window. And yeah. he's like, he's just in first gear going like 10. And he's just slowly going past the window. And the penguin never looks up. But it's just to get it. It's not even good detective work. He literally just looks in through a window. He's like, he's in there. What's he doing? I don't, I don't know. Can't stop. I'm on a one-way street. Just going to keep going. Like, he could stand on a rooftop and, like, just... Binoculars. He has listening devices built into his helmet. <laughs> listening devices. Binoculars. Anything. Read his yeah. lips. Stand in the opposite building and just <laughs> look in. Glass to the wall. Just fucking... <laughs> would have been better. <laughs> it would have been the same if there was a scene with him sneaking up outside, like, really exaggerated sneak, with the cape, like, flapping behind him, with, like, the he's arms like, up. inside. He's hiding yeah. behind sofas and stuff. <laughs> and he still has the glass. Yeah. He's putting it up to try and listen. What's he doing? Um, such a stupid scene. And um, the penguin has, like, cucumbers. He's getting, like, a full face mask. He has cucumbers <laughs> on his eyes. At one point, Batman has to massage him. It's a whole, it's a whole bit. <laughs> um, and so that scene is pointless. Completely just there for the take up time. Then we yeah. come back, Penguin's in the graveyard, and he's just like, I found my parents, the Cobblepot. I'm Oswald Cobblepot. And everyone, all journalists are like, so sad. He's the most amazing person I've ever seen in my fucking life. My God. This <laughs> he is, is an inspiration. Go- Jesus himself has come back to life. Here he is now in the form of this Penguin man. He's. Do you think he resents being called the Penguin at this point, or do you think he's he's embraced it? I, no, because later on in the movie, he wants to be known as Penguin when the facade yeah. is over. So, I think he wants to be called Penguin. I, I guess when he's running for mayor, he wants to be called Oswald Cobblepot. But then that falls to shit, and then he wants Penguin again, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that's the time frame. Um... And so then we have a guy starts attacking a random woman in the street. And you're thinking, oh man, this is real bad. Batman will come up. Turns out Catwoman is here, Sean. This is our first appearance oh, yeah. of this woman. Don't know where she got the extra letter, but she did. And it's a, it's she flips in. That we never saw she before. flips in and straight away differentiates herself from Batman. She absolutely slices the shit out of this guy's face. It's horizontally and vertically. Just basically scaring him for life. Yeah, and... I, I mean that's that's a very catwoman-y thing to do um, but then she gives it to the woman for getting mugged this is not catwoman whatsoever no 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 Connor this is perfectly comic book accurate catwoman no it just isn't it I is, mean it, I mean Penguin has been taking all of his nuance away Penguin's much cooler when he's a white collar criminal as we discussed Catwoman is so layered as a character. Why? She's kind of just broken down to just be this crazy person. Um, and so for some reason, I don't... I just can't even put it into words. <laughs> just like... I mean, could this movie not have been better if Catwoman already existed? and Or Penguin already existed? And Penguin's running for mayor already. Yeah. And then Catwoman comes in later on, and we join the movie when Batman runs into Catwoman. She's like, "I want to stop him too, because he's bad." And the two of them work together to stop. But they him. have different ways of working. 
different ways of working in terms of, you know, Catwoman, Batman dynamic forever. The one that's that, Batman forever, you say? <laughs> no, that's a different movie. That's a, it's boiling acid! It's <laughs> <laughs> a better movie. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, so, then we have the Way- Bruce Wayne meeting Max Shrek, or Christopher Walken, as he's also yep. done. Um, and this is the scene where Bruce is extra Bruce. He's yeah. just he's just being a bit of an oaf. He's a bit of an idiot, just in this whole scene. And he sees Selina Kyle, and he's immediately like, I'm in love with that woman. That's the most amazing woman I've ever seen in my life. And Christopher Walken obviously is like, didn't I kill you yesterday? <laughs> I felt story? through the whole scene he was on the verge of saying that. It's like, <laughs> but I killed you. <laughs> I definitely pushed you out a window. Bruce, yesterday. Bruce, you're a rich guy. You know about evading yeah. the law. I killed Have her. a look at her. I, I, she's not allowed to come back to life, is she? That's against the law for rich guys. <laughs> if I kill was her, oh, was it the radioactive get... cats? And it's oh, like, oh, okay, fuck. there's the there's the explanation. Cool. <laughs> Just even this in the one scene. Oh, the radioactive cats. They brought that's the four person they brought back to life this week. <laughs> gotta gotta get those cats fixed. Yeah, the, um... Gotta get them put down. Yeah, like, and this is good acting between good actors in this scene. Um, but I just, I don't care about any of this side of the story. No. Also, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton have no chemistry whatsoever. No, not really. Like, like, and I think they're, they're, they're both probably lovely people. They're both great, but there's a scene later on at, at like a dance and it's like painful to watch. Like, mm, like I, and I don't even understand it because I, as I said, like they must, like they are both very good at their jobs, but I just feel... I never believe that Bruce Wayne is like, my God. Oh, my God. That's the woman for me. This feels like a Catwoman movie. Like, Bruce Wayne feels incidental to this whole story. Yeah, he's just in it. He's just in it slightly. He just happens to pop up in it. But he's... My favourite, by the way, sorry. Just my favourite line of this whole scene, before I forget, is Christopher Walken. After she leaves, and Bruce Wayne leaves, and he's talking to his son, he's like, okay, well, let's just fucking forget her, and we'll forget the plan. Like, I don't even care that she's still alive. Weirdly, he's just like, yeah, I, I, I'm over it. I'm already over it. I've already had 30 seconds to think about it. I'm over it. That that woman's still back alive somehow. And then he goes, but if she keeps trying to interfere, I'll just drop her for a higher window. A higher window. <laughs> and a higher window. And like I was like, you got to respect it. Something about Christopher Walken in this. <clears throat> he can say anything. And like, I'm just like, yeah, that's what that character would do. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just Christopher Walken being evil. Because he's just a villain. He's just playing a villain, like just like a Christopher cartoon Walken villain. Has the Alan Rickman vibe that you're just like, that's the bad guy, or like Yakin Phoenix for years. Yeah. Like it's just like that's the villain. Like that's a that's villain. Who, yeah, that's and who he, we're against. Um, and he. So after this, then the the next scene, he goes to meet up with Penguin. He's got better fish to fry. He says, "Yeah, which is good. That's a good outline." <laughs> Um, it's, 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 it's a great line uh, and, and it also he surprises fish he, su- <laughs> he surprises the penguin with a fish a live fish yeah. and lures him downstairs and downstairs in penguins it's never explained how upstairs a piece of shit absolute just shithole it's like an oh, attic yeah. downstairs full on boardroom desks everywhere for a mayoral candidate <laughs> is just 
just downstairs and he is never it like heard city the ball hall or something like and that's just like the rafters of city hall that penguin is living in and the introduction is i'm going to make you mayor penguin isn't this great and everybody's acting like he's the coolest man in the world but he's just off <laughs> he's just off like I, I i think like in even in this universe like they have that the whole press story about oh he found his family he, he's a little orphan boy uh even in the, like that would only get this man so far that sympathy. There is well, no way in hell that these people would ratify can I just him say in there. Two things. Can I just say two things that he does in this movie? First of all, he's hideous to all those people and they're all just cheering and smiling. He's eating yeah. a raw fish. Not great, but look, we'll accept it. We're accepting of all different people in the show. Um even that's okay. Bites that guy's nose. Does indeed. Immediately. That's game over for the show. That's the that's end the, of any campaign. That's the end of any campaign. He bit that guy's nose in front of a load of cameras. That's a bit weird. Then, when the other woman takes him across, he very loudly shouts across the room, I'd like to fill her void and give her the old penguin flipper trick. Um, and yeah. at that point, <laughs> everyone in the room is still like, that's our mayor right there that's our guy and I don't know how well they hadn't invented cancelling people in the early 90s so have they invented opinions could anyone be like wait a minute have they invented (laughs) fucking morals (laughs) can can anyone just be like hey wait you can't really you can't really physically assault someone and then sexually assault someone for I don't I feel like that's I mean, yeah, no, he's, yeah, it's awful. Um, he's, like, this, this whole, like, this whole sequence in this boardroom slash dilapidated loft, mm. it's just full of shit that shouldn't be in a PG-13 movie. Like, what the fuck is the penguin flipper trick? <laughs> Describe it to me, Connor. I don't know. And you know what? I don't want to know. Nobody wants to know. No, it's not a thing. It just, it was literally made up for this movie. Penguin flipper trick. Oh, 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 no. No, we're not looking at that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it actually a thing? It's a thing. The first result is Urban Dictionary. Oh, it's an Urban Dictionary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Someone probably gave it a meaning after this movie. By the way, listeners will never understand the horror that was in your eyes when you seen it. It was like you'd seen a ghost. You went, nope, nope, nope. I I saw something. (laughs) So I'm never recovering. Um, so look he's just casually sexist and then viciously assaults someone that's grand for a mayor you're allowed to do that well actually modern politicians even these days oh oh, Jesus oh oh, the world's a mess oh it's actually we're all all fucked Um, so anyway what happens then is there's a big there's another big fight scene there's a lot of explosions a lot of a lot of shit going on. There's just once again ba- smash bang wallop, uh, lots of explosions, lots of everything. Uh, Pig was just doing it for the crack, and Batman shows up, but also Catwoman is there. And Batman first of all uses his batarang that's remote controlled, which is Arkham video game style, but this came out long before that. Um, also, also, he just types in. Well, 
I was going to say, so, Bat- so really Batman Arkham can thank this movie for everything to do this with Batman. This one movie. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. This Good. was the source. This movie reinvented villains, and Batman Arkham, the video games, just copied this movie. To that's honest. true. That's true. Um, the uh, yeah, Penguin in the Arkham games, exact same. <laughs> um, so yeah while that's happening Catwoman is there Michelle Pfeiffer's going around with her whip and she's got her full outfit and she's whipping off mannequin heads she can actually do that in real life which is kind of cool um, yeah, she did it recently didn't she she did it on video she did it on like a talk show or something but yeah I think she trained in the, like that's one shot they don't go away it's her she whips it the head comes off the mannequin she actually did it apparently she's like, really the first good take. with a whip now she's, see that's cool trained. yeah that's pretty cool. Let's let's do that more. No, she only has the whip once. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, she'll never again. whip again. <laughs> never whip again. And now she's nain nain. Oh, um, so <laughs> when was that big? Twenty sixteen. <laughs> big. Um, so yeah, while this is all happening, we also have the very famous moment where Penguin is there and Batman is there, and there's a big explosion. And Catwoman, sorry, Catwoman backflips. She backflips, she lands in front of them, she says meow, and then the explosion goes off behind them. I've got to say, very cool. It's a pretty cool moment. I mm-hmm. won't I won't dispute that. Mm. Uh, but also, Catwoman just does a lot of backflipping away in a lot of these scenes. It reminds me of, actually, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where they it just constantly it. backflip it away from things. Yeah, that was one of my main critiques of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in this scene Batman uh, connects a TNT to a really muscly guy and Michael Keaton gives the ugliest smile I've ever seen anyone give anything um, I know that man can smile normally so I don't know why this choice was chosen and he, well, he, puts, no, he puts a time bomb in a man's belt doesn't he yeah. and, and that's him. his time bomb in a man's belt smile and yeah. he pushes him into a hole and blows him up which very Batman like just walks away then just walks away without looking at the explosion because he's cool He's a cool guy, and he doesn't look at explosions. Um, and so, yeah, the explosion goes on, and then this leads to a big fight scene between Catwoman and Batman, which I really must admit is one of the worst scenes in the whole movie. It's just horrendous. Does not make any sense. Who cut this together? It's fucking shit. It's... I'm trying to think, is there... Like, it... It's cool that it happens at night? That, that's like... like <laughs> But that's not the a, sun was away when this happened. Yeah, I Good suppose so it's less visible, is what I'm saying there. There's moments where, where Babbitt's climbing a ladder, and Catwoman kicks him, and then he lands on a rooftop. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, where did that rooftop come from? And then it's like, okay. Then they fight in one of the worst fights ever. She's, like, literally kicking his shin, and he's like, ow. And yeah. then... It's just really bad. Um, and then he, she's like, you can't hit a woman. And he stops for a second because he's like, oh man, I can't hit a woman. Then she proceeds to kick him off the roof. And then Did- he holds onto her whip. Hang on. Holds onto her whip. <laughs> he's not And done. you think, he's in peril danger. This man's going to die. Okay, he's hanging over the city. I mean, this is... Surely. This is this is the old Batman trick, and not a lot of comic book writers or readers or me. I've I've read a few comics, I've seen a few animated series of my type. Not a lot of people know about the magic blue liquid that Batman carries around. Um, oh, this is canon. This is I was wondering. Can- now I wanted to really settle. It's a very sp- particular 
blue liquid. Um, I cannot tell you what's in it, but it's a special assault weapon he only pulls out for the really big fights. Wow. Um, and this is and always he, on him? It's just always on him. And it just comes in a very small cartridge, like just in a small tube. And what the you size do is, of your standard Walkman, I would say. And you would just pick it up and you just fuck it at the bad guy's shoulder. And it just lightly grazes them and explodes. And they go, ah. And now there's no nothing in the liquid. It's just water. But you add a bit of food colour and or dye just to make it a little more blue. And um, they go, ah, fuck. And they drop you to your obvious death. But you see, oh. no. There's a cliff. There's a ledge. An inch below his feet. Ultimately leading us to believe there was no danger whatsoever. It's very cool how they structured this. So in many ways he could have just let go and had the same effect. Without having to waste the precious blue liquid. I think you could have kept that blue liquid for the big fight scene at the end. He really kind of missed a beat. Because he can only make it once a year. For some reason. (laughs) That's why he was forced to blow that man up. Because he didn't want to waste the blue liquid. It's TNT or blue liquid. Against the shoulder. And there are your two options that are finally... Um, and, and I'm all out of blue liquid. <laughs> blue liquid, give me the TNT. Um, and then to make it even worse is he gets up and she falls off and somehow he catches her and then yeah. he drags her up. Because she got hit by the blue liquid and... F- it grazed her and she went like 10 feet backwards, stumbled off the roof, and then he's back up and catches her. He catches her, but he's higher than her, even though at the start of this... So when she gets hit with the liquid, she has the higher ground shot, if we're going to break it down into Star Wars terms. Thank you. But a second later, having been hit by the blue liquid, she flies 10 feet backwards, because obviously it's the be-all and end-all of weapons. It's the um, BL. The blue it's liquid. The be- it's the blue liquid. It's the fucking killer machine. They were going to drop this or nukes. They didn't decide which. They decided one. Okay, but blue liquid is where it's at. She gets hit by this. She falls off the roof backwards, away from Batman. Then yes. he catches her right underneath him a second later. He's Batman. <laughs> So he has the high ground, even though she had the high ground when she fell. I think, ba- yeah, I think he always has the high ground. Okay, um, just morally. Morally, yeah, he's the high road, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, he spends all his time sipping tea and watching the news, Connor. <laughs> Does this scene make any sense? No, it's fuck. it's like, it's, fu- <laughs> and then, it, then there's this weird flirting that they do, and I don't care for that at all. About the mistletoe? Yeah, and like how it'll kill you if you eat it. It's like, who the fuck eats mistletoe? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's for harassing your office colleagues at Christmas. Sorry, what? <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> you in mean your loved ones? In the 90s. Oh, the, oh, sorry. Sex harassment fight in the nineties. <laughs> Ask Max Shrek, you stupid bitch, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, oh, fuck and you. And everyone clapped. <laughs> yeah, he's right, you know. <laughs> what a smart guy. Um, yeah. So then, Catwoman and Batman have a very romantic, not romantic scene. It's just real weird. Um, yeah. And um, she stabs him. Then eventually. And he falls, and it's not very good. Um, oh, it's like they both sustained identifying wounds in this fight. And then we come mm. back to 
to Penguin, and he's in his his office because they're they're running the campaign. He's in the loft. Yeah, yeah. He's in, he's in his office, and you know, he's downstairs first, and he's on his way up, and he's like, "I really want to have sex with a human woman," and then he sees human women, yeah. and he very creepily pulls out a badge and keeps touching this woman's chest repeatedly, saying. This is oh, this is good. Yeah, really press it in there now. Yeah, that's really good, um, and it really makes you like him as a character. Yeah, I I sympathise with with the penguin now. I think I think he's so the sad. protagonist. Yeah, yeah, and so then he goes upstairs, and then Catwoman is on the bed, and I remember the last scene where I said this might be the worst scene in the movie. This is I think this might scene, be the no, worst scene in the movie. This is I like this is like sickening. This scene. <laughs> sickening. And not in a good way. <laughs> What's sickening in a good way? Uh, I don't know, like fucking marshmallow on toast. You know? Oh, like sickeningly sweet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But this is, this is horrendous. Uh, he's, he walks in, he says, just the pussy I was looking for. Classic, um, she's a cat. That's the thing. A, a good one. Um, she's on the bed with a cat and then there's a moment where they're like we should work together because we both hate Batman and she's like I'll have sex with you if you kill Batman and he's like oh and he's yeah, like, oh. Aces, yeah. And, and he's like already ever coming from like sexually assaulting those women downstairs and he's like I'm fucking yeah uh, I'll do anything just it's, I literally it's, just want to touch a woman I just he, cannot even think he pulls out some lube at one point he uh, does um, and then she eats a live bird that he has, puts it in her mouth, and then he goes to kill her cat, um, and then they call it a truce, and they decided to go to work together. And in the corner, I love this plot point, they're just like, we've got the, the blueprint of the Batmobile. Anyway, I want to have sex with you. Just so you know, they have the blueprint for the Batmobile. Yeah, because their plan is to take the Batmobile... And strip it for parts and turn yeah. it into a hydrogen bomb. But it's not, though. <laughs> but they say it turn it into a H-bomb. They do. No, you're right. But what happens with the car? They, like, it just drives around causing havoc. Yeah, to frame Batman as the villain. Yeah. So, but- are they going to blow Batman up? Or are they framing Batman to be the villain, is my question. I don't think they thought that far ahead. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> I, like, I feel like a lot of these scenes were done at very different points of production. They just stitched them together. They, like, like some kind of leather jacket into a suit of infinite material. Oh, but, man. Because I, I, I heard the hydrogen bomb thing and I was like, I don't remember this. Yeah, I was like, when does the car explode? Like, it never yeah. explodes. Like, if any... Also, if any Batmobile is going to be a bomb, it's definitely Clooney's one, right? Oh, 100%. That's built like a bomb. It's got a reactor, like, in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the plan. They're doing a H-bomb so far. Now, that might change in the next scene shot. But um, in between, we've got Bruce and Selina. Bruce is mad about this woman because... Oh, yeah. One, he is mentally unstable. Clearly insane. Two, 
clearly just no chemistry whatsoever, sexual or friendship, anything. They've got it all going on right now. Even They're professional. really hitting it off. <laughs> um, professional, friendship, sexual, every single type of chemistry. They've got none of it. And he's into that. Um, and I think it's really because he's Batman and she's the only female lead. And they're like, yes. Yes, put this them is it. together. Let's put them together. So they go back to Bray- Wayne Manor. He's like, yeah, we are going to spend the night together. So See this romantic. tree? I helped with yeah. this tree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's like taking credit. He's like, See, you know, that soup? I made that earlier on. <laughs> so I did... See that butter? Um, That's me. <laughs> I put the TV in the fire this time. It's so close. Um, <laughs> so they end up, they start kissing and yeah. there's a moment where like, oh, it's so romantic. And then they're like, oh, we gotta go because on TV it's like, Batman, oh, because the lady got kidnapped. The, oh, the, the who's, the, yeah. Oh, so the ice princess. The, yeah, they, they hammer out really hard that she's dumb for some reason. Uh, they have her really dumb once because she's in her tent and she's an ice princess and Penguin shows up with the Batarang and he just picks it up and fucks it at her as hard yeah. as he can and he actually doesn't say I don't think he says anything sexist in this scene which is strange because this would be the he's one time you'd expect him to say well, he walks into he's, her dressing uh, monogamous room. with Catwoman now surely <laughs> he thinks it's they're like going that's the straight and steady. They're <laughs> going steady, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she ate my bird. I'm all in. Um, so yeah, they, he kidnaps her, but he plants the batarang to make it look like Batman did it, even though he's just going to blow Batman up in a few scenes anyway. So what's the point? Um, so yeah, it, their plan is to make Batman hated and yeah. then kill him. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. It, I think. I think to be fair, Catwoman does say no. He'll have more power as a martyr or something like that. <gasps> she does. You're right because yeah. he mentions the H bomb. Well done, Sean. I wasn't listening. I was disgusted by the scene. Um, <laughs> the plot's coming together. <laughs> I ch- <laughs> guys, guys, we nailed this. Somebody get some lube. That'll make it all this scene better. It all hinges on the really unpleasant sexual scene between Catwoman and the Penguin. That you really That's... have to pay attention to. Because in between the disgusting bits, there's fucking plot. There's there plot. is plot. It's the um, third act being set up right before your eyes. So the lady gets kidnapped. And um, what happens then is Batman gets framed. And Batman's, it's on the TV. So immediately, Selina and Bruce are like, oh, we gotta go, both of us. It's actually yeah, a nice scene stop. where she's like, lie to him. And he's like, lie to her, kind of thing. Yeah. To Alfred. And it's like, the, yeah, to Alfred. The thing about this as well, like, there's a scene where just while they're kissing and shifting on the couch and things like that, um, she grabs Bruce on the side and he, like, winces and looks at his wound. Yeah, and then Bruce goes to grab her on the shoulder, and she just like looks horrified at her shoulder and covers it up. And it's really like, they, like one of them is the world's greatest detective. First, surely of all. you could just know immediately. Um, and so yeah, they both go after like we're going to solve this. And so she goes into town as Catwoman. He turns up as Batman, but he leaves the Batmobile there, and suddenly Penguin's it's not crew. A stealth they, mission, Connor. See, <laughs> 
I don't need the car. I'm doing. I'm doing a non-stealth mission. <laughs> Gonna leave the engine running. Um, Alfred, I want to be loud and in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you take the car, sir? That's for the stealth missions, Alfred. You don't understand. You, don't you shut me. up and put up that second tree. Fuck me, Alfred. You're so old. Give me soup that's warm. Um, and so he he shows up, and everyone's like. Batman did it. And Batman looks across and the lady is there who's been kidnapped. Uh, I think they call her the Ice Princess or Christmas Princess. Yeah, I think Princess that's it, yeah. Um, and so he f- zip lines across and he's like, I've saved you. And she's she's still being played as like the ditziest woman who's ever lived in her life. Um, yeah. Not quite sure why, but then the Catwoman shows up and my favourite bit is they're having a fight and he says the line eat floor <laughs> and, he, and he and he puts it on the floor that's, that's funny but like it's it's not supposed to be <laughs> that's fucking great if that's you were funny. in a fight and you went eat floor and threw him on the floor suddenly you're not in a fight anymore you're in a best friendship <laughs> We didn't become best friends. <laughs> um, and fuck me, did she eat floor? She's full up a floor, boy. She is oh, full yeah, to the gills. F- full of laminate and, and concrete. Um, also, the- jo- Pe- I was going to say Joker's crew, because they are clouds. Penguin's crew, uh, they've rigged the Batmobile because somehow they have a remote control that can stop it. He's the world's greatest detective. He builds a yeah. shit car. Um, a monkey is helping with the wiring at one point. That's... <laughs> Let's not look into it. Uh, They plant a thing on it that means they can control it. And so Batman gets framed for throwing this ice ice princess off the roof. She she falls, right? And about 700 feet down on the ground from the skyscraper, a random man shouts, Batman pushed her. Now, I don't know what fucking glasses that man is wearing, right? But how the fuck can you see to the top of that skyscraper to see who's... Also, the poor woman's still in the air. When he shouts it, immediately, oh, yeah. straight on the scene, this man should be the... Maybe he's police commissioner Gordon, I'm not quite sure. But the woman's still in the air and he's like, I know who did it, I know when, I know why and in what room. <laughs> I'm the first, I'm the smartest <laughs> one here. He'd be the worst Cluedo player ever, because <laughs> he'd be too good. He will be shit to be around. Uh, but she falls <laughs> all that distance and then just lands perfectly in like a present box... Oh, but she's but dead. She's dead. She's definitely dead. Yeah. But she just lands in a present box, because that's funny. But, like, it, she's dead at the time. Oh, no, that poor woman's fallen from a skyscraper. I like how they threw that into this movie. <laughs> she's just murdered. Like, just a, a woman gets murdered for plot convenience in this. You know how it is when you get thrown from a skyscraper? It's <laughs> the old classic trope. <laughs> Look, we've already got Ditsy Ice Princess and Michelle Pfeiffer. It's one of the two guys. <laughs> and I love the fact the next scene, Batman pulls out the fucking bat wings. I'm like looking at him like, lad, what just happened? <laughs> just even a second thought. If you were going to pull out the wings and you knew you had the system on you that have the wings, when she falls, why not jump after her and pull the wings out? That would be a heroic moment, but very difficult to get all of that wire work, Connor, in the early 90s. That's that's true. I mean, we, we're just going to have to let her fall and then 10 seconds later, look at these wings I have, lads. <laughs> now to get my own getaway. <laughs> the Matrix hadn't been invented yet. Uh, <laughs> the, the, like, 
But Batman just flees from the scene of the crime. Runs away. Like a little bitch. Runs away. Um, like a villain. <laughs> like a villain. And he runs away and he gets back to his car. And Penguin runs away from the rooftop and somehow gets to a van that he can control the Batmobile in. It's a lovely, silly, comic booky thing. Makes no sense. I'm willing to... You know what? I'm willing to accept <laughs> this as comic book You'll dumb. let this one slide. Because it's so dumb, it's comic book dumb. And I'm okay with that. This is the one moment where I was like, ah, okay, all right, look. It's dumb, but I'm like, I'm, I'm in on it because of the world that it's in. He's built his own little fucking miniature Batmobile. And he's going to frame Batman for some weird reason. It doesn't make any sense. Let's not even get into it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... It's entertaining enough, I would say. Yeah, because he because, says, I don't even have my license. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a decent scene. I would, like, But this is one of the main action set pieces in the movie. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think it should be a main action set piece. I think mainly a minor set piece, but they really put it all on this. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of... Look, if we're looking for positives, it's cool to see Batman kind of problem solving or like trying to get the situation under control by problem solved you mean he punches a fist through the floor and then grabs it and then fucks it out the window yeah yeah well look problem solved so like he up until that he's like it's nice to see batman on the back foot sometimes he he also he's always on the, <laughs> there's never one part of this movie where the man is not on the back foot he's too um, busy smoking cigars and sipping cognac or whatever but he's uh he also records penguin talking shit with a yeah. little cd rob which i like uh which back in 92 that would have been the coolest shit in the world like oh, that would have been 700 megabytes of crystal clear audio yeah um how many podcasts you can fit on that and so here's the thing what happens then is he gets rid of the bomb and Batman's like okay right I've gotten rid of I, I mean they do think I'm a murderer but let's not worry about it I, have I, I did kill two men at least earlier I have killed two at le- I, I'll kill again I know that <laughs> but I'm not uh, responsible for those killings that they think I did technically I caused Jack Nicholson's death in the last movie. <laughs> I did. And so what he does then is very clever. He's like, right, let's Penguin do his little speech as a mayor candidate. And then decides, okay, very smartly, I'm going to overlay the speech with all of his things going said. People are shit. People in Gollum are dickheads. I think they're all shit. And Penguin's like, I didn't say that. Oh, my God. And it all kicks off. The people turn on Penguin. They don't like him anymore, Sean. And immediately, everyone pulls out their veg patches and their veg boxes of veg that they've had beside them that just in case it kicks off. Yeah. I, th- it's very strange. It, it's like... Because you could have set that like he was given a speech at the local farmer's market, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's your reason. Like, And then you get, like, a pumpkin thrown at the man, and that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I also think that, like... I think people in the nineties would definitely just believe a recording. It's just oh, like, yeah. oh, that's 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 his voice. He definitely said that. I don't think deep fakes existed. No, I don't even know if you can deep fake a voice. But if you can, I'm never doing a podcast again, Connor. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> and you still are, even if you die. <laughs> I'm deep faking it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing someone in. <laughs> it's um, no, it's like. 
I feel you could end the movie here, is the thing. Like, Penguin gets his comeuppance and just everyone, everything goes back to normal. But there's like this fourth act to the movie. Yeah, because we need to go to Christopher Walken's party and Selena and Bruce are there and they're like dancing and she's acting absolutely insane as, as Selena and Bruce is like, oh man, I'm in love with this woman. She is so crazy. It's it's interesting because she then there's a one moment with mistletoe and she's like, she says the line to him and he says it back to her. And first of all, Batman, that is the dumbest thing you can possibly... I don't understand. Yeah, like a better response would have just been, oh really, I hadn't heard that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, a better response is, you shouldn't eat mistletoe, you idiot. <laughs> Why would you? What's wrong with you? I thought you were done being stupid and ugly. <laughs> and so they're having a dance. The one moment I like in this is when they find out who each other are. And she actually, Michelle Pfeiffer has a really great delivery in that she says, does this mean we gotta we have to start fighting? Yeah. And I like that line just because it's kind of a lovely line of like, it's... As opposed to every other one of their scenes, it was the one moment where I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun little comic booky thing. It's no, like, it, it's a line that says a lot because it's, it implies that she is enjoying herself at that moment in time. And she and likes. She doesn't want it to end. She likes them. Um, and, like, and she is, like, she's not feeling great at the minute. So she's happy to have this and she doesn't want it to end. Uh, and then they leave the dance floor. And not two seconds later, does the whole place explode. <laughs> I'll tell you something there, that is lucky. That, that is, that is, is fortunate. Because that's our two main characters right there, Connor. Yeah. And so the, the two of them leave and they survive. And then Penguin turns up, he takes Max. First of all, he's going to take Christopher Walken's son. Then Christopher yeah. Walken's like, take me. And he's like, okay. So he takes good, him. He was a good walking. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and so he takes... Takes Max and down to the sewers. Down to the old sewers. Like, this is perfect. Now we have them right where I want them. And Batman's like, I gotta go save everyone because I'm Batman. Um, and then what proceeds is quite possibly a really, really dumb uh, big seed where um, there's a load of penguins going to blow up Gotham. Sean? Yeah, what's your point? It's, it's a classic penguin move. You get an army of penguins. You you get them to blow up a city. You steal all the firstborn sons. <laughs> the the happy feet operation they call it. The old happy feet operation. You got a uh, mm. Elijah Wood. Was he the one in happy <laughs> Elijah feet? Wood? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, and he's he's not so the Lord of the Rings yet. He'll be cheap. He'd be really cheap, and so they got him in. Um, but the mission is they're going to take all the firstborn sons of Gotham. Then blow it all up using penguins and dynamite, I think. Yeah. And then... Also, is this movie canon in in uh, Justice League? Because there's that line about, remember our biggest problems were exploding penguins. I No, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's what just like a is, gag. What if it is? What if this is the one? That this stuck around. Keaton is older than Affleck, surely, in this movie. He's in The Flash, maybe. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually true. No, but also, I think 
one of my favourite scenes is also a terrible scene, but also quite funny, is Penguin giving the speech to the Penguins. Oh, yeah. I think that's an all-time, like, comic book movie scene, just for the stupidity, but also, I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, look, that's... I'm all about... It can be fun as well. Stupidity can yeah, be yeah. fun. Yeah, no, and, like, after this point, he becomes less... Because he's fully given up on humanity now, so he's less, uh, like, weird and pervy, and now he's just, like, a gross cartoon villain. Yeah! Which is better. <laughs> which is better! Um... And so, yeah, then Batman goes around, he stops all the penguins, I never thought I'd say that sentence, and, uh, but the problem is, he stops Penguin, Penguin's plan over Dudua, but you still have the problem that they've excluded Michelle Pfeiffer, they paid her $3 million, we gotta have the payoff with Catwoman in this, and for some reason Max is there as well, because Christopher Walken, big deal in the 90s too. So, they have to have that payoff, so Max is there, and he's like, I love the fact that he still doesn't know that it's Selena Kyle until she rips off her mask, even though all of her mask is ripped and it's clearly her. But she rips off, he's like, oh, Selena Kyle. And then Batman rips off his mask. And he's like, Bruce Wayne is dressed as Batman. And she's like, no, Bruce Wayne is Batman, you idiot. And, he, and, and Bruce should have just been like, oh, I could have got away with it. It would have been still fine. Still also, the entire movie, that mask is like a hard helmet. Yeah. And then he rips, it's like rubber that he just rips off his face. Yeah. Um, also, I like the bit where um, Batman pushes him. Christopher Walken starts trying to talk shit. Batman grabs yeah. his head and pushes him and goes, shut up, you're going to jail. <laughs> just like, you it's are literally nothing. Let us talk here. Let, yeah, let us hash this out. Um, and then the order of things, because a lot happens right after that. So Penguin is kicked into the sewage and attacked. Right? No, so what happens then is Christopher Walken is there and Catwoman's like, I've got nine lives and I've already used two of them and then he shoots her another six times and she's like, I still got one left. <laughs> um, kind of shit. Never explained how she has nine lives. I suppose she's been licked back to life by cats, so yeah, it's not explained. radioactive cats? But how does she know she has that uh, power? Is my question. I think she's just made it up. I think she, she has. Like, because that's a lot of bullets to, to survive. You know? I, I, I think she's willed that into existence. Off has the back she of like one divisioned this? That like she's just like I believe this, and so that's it. Is this the secret? Is this the book? The secret? She, she believed, and then it became. True. So she said, I've got nine lives. And everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're lucky enough to be having a second one. Like, you were dead and you were licked back to life. She's like, no, no, I got another nine. Does that original death, does that count as one of the lives? Or I think it does, but I don't know why. (laughs) Because it shouldn't. What about the blue liquid? Did that count as a life? (laughs) No, I think that that takes five. I think that's that's quadruple damage. (laughs) Oh, baby, a quad. <laughs> you got hit by that blue liquid in the random container. Um, and also, Christopher Walken has the best death ever, where she has the fucking... The taser from earlier. taser, and she kisses him and then blows both of them up um, and electrocutes him to death, which is just extraordinarily cool, but also, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. But oh, she, okay, like, she... Cool. Holds the taser to his mouth and then, like, like licks it herself. 
yeah. and just tases herself in the face. She and has then two, oh, sorry, she up. had two lives. Yes. And so she, and she'd save one for Christmas. That's what she said. That's what she said. Okay. And so they're both seemingly dead. Seeming well, he's definitely dead because oh, he is a dead zo- man. There's the zoom in, and it's just his carcass. That's he's yeah. definitely dead. I um, thought it should have been just a severed hand. I thought that would have been quite cool. Um, <laughs> um no, she they should have zoomed in, and it was just a window left. I loved windows. <laughs> <laughs> My God, oh, very low down, very low down for me. Very that low window. Down window. Um, and so then Penguin comes up. You're thinking, "Geez, this movie will never end." This penguin's here as well. He pops up for ten seconds, and then he has a penguin funeral. Which is yeah, not the penguins so like carry happens. his body off like a Viking or something. It's uh, it's very strange. Uh, I and like I know Danny DeVito is wearing like a fat suit in this. I don't think the penguins could support that weight. No, I don't think they're that strong. I've seen Happy Feet once again. Not to go back to it, but they're just yeah. not that strong. They're all legs, like they're there's no shoulders. <laughs> they're all legs. You see those arms? Nothing. Nobody's doing arm day. They're absolutely tiny little flippery arms. Penguin don't lift. <laughs> penguin don't lift, bro. Um, and then the movie ends with Bruce being like, "I've saved the day again. I'm so good." Alfred um, driving him home. Uh, yeah, I've I've done literally nothing as Bruce, and then it's like, well, is Selena Kyle still alive? And then the last shot is the the bat signal, and it's Catwoman looking up into it. Yeah, great ending, very sad. <clears throat> this movie just feels wholly unsatisfying to me. <laughs> like none of it lands, none of it sticks, none of it feels like it matters. I'm really sorry, Ed. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, it's just a bunch of seeds put together, but they feel like they should be in different movies. I I don't know. No, and it feels like, and maybe this is why it's shown, but it feels like a movie that you watch on like the like our national broadcaster would be RTE, and you watch it, and there's ad breaks every like twenty or thirty minutes, and so you can kind of if you miss some stuff, if you leave the room and come back. You'll pretty much get the whole story. Yeah, I, I just think it has no subtlety. Um, there is moments that can be fun, but I don't think... I just don't like anybody. <laughs> like I don't even like Keaton. Like, no, I really don't like Keaton. I like Keaton more in like Batman 1989 than I do in Batman Returns. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Keaton. I... I I like Michelle Pfeiffer for the performance, as with Danny DeVito, but I don't like those characters. I don't really, yeah. <laughs> don't really like, I like them. I like Christopher Walken. Uh, just because he's a shithouse. Yeah, he's a shithouse. He's just being Christopher Walken in this. Um, and like, that's the, like the, the soundtrack, of course, is amazing. Yeah, uh, that's pretty great. No complaints there. Um, and like, as a a direct, like, it is a very Tim Burton movie. In that it's weird and not for everyone. But you know, the main problem I have, what is Max Shrek's plan with the power grid? It's never explained. I think he wants to, I think once he starts the power plant, right? That power plant will draw all of the power away from Gotham City. And so he'll control the power. And so he can sell power to people. But my point is, why introduce it? And then drop it immediately once he decides Penguin should be mayor. Because 
There were two drafts of this script. <laughs> there was one with a hydrogen bomb. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was definitely a draft where he uses that, and he's like, "Okay, well, if Penguin is mayor, I can convince him to let me yeah. do this." I feel there was probably a draft where the Penguin wanted to destroy Gotham City. Mm, Nuclear right. winter, kind of situation. Yes, because he wants winter. Yeah, but. Then they changed it to Penguin wanting to control Gotham City. I don't think there's room for Catwoman in this movie. I really don't. If you're, go- if you're going to do go that far, I think you need to just like do the Penguin movie with Max Shrek that he's like behind the scenes getting him to be mayor just so he can set up his own power plant. But then they also end have to introduce Catwoman's origins. So you have two origins going simultaneously. Batman's only in it for like 30 minutes. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is that this isn't a Batman movie. Like, I, do, I don't think Batman does enough things to make it worthy of being called Replace a Batman Replace Batman movie. with Green Arrow. And it's the same. Exactly. It's the same movie. <laughs> but, like, you could just... You could objectively just take Batman out of it and then it's a Catwoman movie. You know? Yeah, like, you could replace Batman with any character from comic books who doesn't have superpowers and, like, it'd be yeah. fine. Batman's replaced with Martian Manhunter. <laughs> I mean, I think that might be a bit unfair. Like, if Superman showed up <laughs> against this penguin would be funny. Um, but, like, just any villain or any hero that doesn't have powers, Batman, like, the question... The question's just there. He's the hero. Yeah, yeah like, and, and it... I don't know. It doesn't feel uh, in any way special, this movie. That's a really... That's a, and look, it's someone's favourite movie. We don't it, want to shit on it. And we don't want to I'm shit sure on people it, love spent this, an hour but it's just not for us. So. It's not for us. And again, maybe it is the nostalgia that we don't have for this. Um, I'm sure at the time when this came out, just to have Batman on screen was amazing. Yeah, you I know. think we've been spoiled. I think, oh, we've absolutely been spoiled. Um, but if I... Uh, do you, Sorry, do you have any closing points? Or do we do the no, point I think, of I think, I think we've covered everything. Okay. And I'm going to give it a fish-flavoured Weetabix <laughs> with, like, milk, but there's lemon juice dropped in it. <laughs> it's like, they gave me one Weetabix, they gave me a full salmon... <laughs> and then they gave me a bit of Cheerios. And they were just like, ah, yeah, fuck it, it'll be fine. Figure it out, you'd be grand. No, they only gave me a little bit of Weetabix. And then they gave me a full salmon. And but then you they gave ordered me some... Weetabix. <laughs> and I, I love Weetabix. I'd love a bit more, to be honest. Um, and the problem is, there's too much salmon, and there's a random weird cereal also here. I'd, I'd like maybe just more Weetabix. Maybe if we just concentrated yeah. a bit more. Can we, we talk really... back on the salmon? And Yeah. The then, the nuclear power plant you've put in my Weetabix. <laughs> you have to take power away from the Weetabix. Um, but Sean, I think that brings our review of Babbin Returns to an end. We could have shot on it for the whole time. We kind of did. Happy Christmas, guys. <laughs> Happy Christmas, guys. <laughs> I hope. We're sorry uh, we this, ruined Christmas. We're really, I'm really sorry if you watched this movie on Christmas because like, it's probably ruined your day. Uh, but other than that, taking you out thanks for the continued support we, we do say it all the time because we really do mean it um, this will be our last Patreon review for the year and it's been it's been a tough year at times but it's also had some good points in it 
Um, a lot of new patrons joined. Um, people stuck around. Everyone's always interacting. If it's here or the Facebook or the Twitter or wherever, um, it's really nice little community that we have for this little old podcast. Um, so just thank you very much. We want to do more in the future. We will do more in the future. And hope you all have a happy holidays and a happy new year as well. Let's let's look forward to 2022. Yeah, it can't be any worse. Can't, hmm. Hmm. We could have to watch <laughs> this the movie last year. again. We said that last year. <laughs> said that last year. Two years um, into the decade, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cheers to 2022. Um, hopefully we'll have a lot more movies coming up. Um, every single month shot every single month and then some and then some Um, but yeah so I have been Connor Lawler I have been Sean Mean and we shall see you all next month guys see you next year (gasps) you did it you did it okay (laughs) okay bye bye 